Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. Live from KeyBank Center. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Here's your host, Brian Cozio. Won the final Sabres victorious as they bounce back after the loss to Calgary two nights ago come back with their most complete performance of the season from start to finish as they beat the New York Islanders three to one we welcome you to the press to the press box here at KeyBank Center this is the Upstate Honda Dealer postgame show visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today well Skinner Samuelson and Cousins getting goals late stages of the second and early third and Buffalo getting a strong performance in net from Eric Comrie. And the Sabres outshoot the Islanders 43-24. It all adds up to a 3-1 win. Sabres are back on the ice Monday against Montreal. But tonight we react to this 3-1 win. Pat, I think at least from start to finish, this was the best 60 minutes the Sabres have played this year. Yeah, and I think it comes on the heels of the comments of Eric Johnson that we heard on Thursday and heard again uh, in pregame today. This team was not satisfied with the effort they put forth or the lack of effort, thinking things might come to them easy in their last game against Calgary, and not as if the team needed to reset this early in the year, but I think they quickly learned their lesson that they needed to play a more physical game, a a more difficult game, and went up against a team, oh, by the way, that can really grind things out and never allow them to really assert their will. Yeah, I would agree with that. And one thing that could have happened was early frustration. They were working hard. They were generating chances. But there was nothing on the scoreboard that was validating that effort pattern. You could have you could have gotten frustrated. You could have gotten away. They could have tried to change. They kept at it. Persistence, I think, was a good word tonight. I, I think you're right. You look through the first couple of periods, the Sabres outshot the Islanders 14-7 after one, 31-16 after two. And it was in that second period where they get those two goals. But it took a while for the Sabres to get... Uh, on the score sheet. So you go all the way to the late stage of the second period, but who was in on the goals? Skinner scores. Casey Middlestat had his best game of the year. He was just buzzing around the ice in the late stage of that second. Yeah, Middlestat, which maybe early on in his career was criticized for maybe not winning battles. Boy, he was definitely possessed on some of those possessions to win battles, despite maybe the Islanders clutching and grabbing him on the way. He continues toward the net. He continues to make plays to set up his teammates, including Jeff Skinner, on that goal that got Buffalo on the board, and then another one for Samuelson. And we should credit Skinner, too. He also worked very hard picking up that secondary assist. He got the play going and into the zone, which eventually led to that game-winning goal. Yeah, I think that second goal was really the backbreaker. You've got less than a minute to go in the period. Samuelson able to make a nice move after Middlestat, weaves through some players, and then you get the goal. Uh, it wasn't drawn up by design necessarily uh, for Dylan Cousins, but he's in the right spot at the right time. And he's another player who was playing so well in this game, wasn't rewarded early on, and he's had his struggles to begin the year, especially against this Islander team a week ago. But he kept at it, and as a result, the line that he was on tonight gets the third goal. Skinner, Samuelson, and Cousins, the goal scorers, Strong performance in net from Eric Comrie. Buffalo winning 3-1 to one to improve to 2-3 and three on the season. Montreal is here on Monday. Pat and I will chat a little bit later of maybe who goes in goal for that game. Uh, but another thing, too, the setup of tonight, the Islanders, we knew were going to come in tired. They played late last night, an overtime game. They got in late, travel. They don't have their number one goaltender. 
I mean, there's going to be scenarios during the season where this sets up in your advantage, and you have to take advantage. You do, because the Sabres will be that team. Yes, uh, on the other end. Yeah. Right. I mean, they'll be in Ottawa on Tuesday after playing here on Monday against Montreal. Yeah. So the Senators should take advantage. So for, for the Sabres, yeah, these are nights where you have to come away with the win. You have to come away with two points in regulation. They do that. And also, we'll talk about Eric Comrie much more later, but... You have to talk about some of the saves he made. Uh, he didn't have to make a lot early in this game, but he made some big ones. And for somebody who has not played a game in the regular season yet this year, has gone about two weeks without getting a starting goal, he did not look rusty at all. No, he did not. And, you know, for those wondering, maybe the decision to go to Comrie, um, I think twofold. One, Don Granado did say in our pregame interview that Devin Levi had some soreness. He said if he had to go, he could play. But also, too, Pat, I think just the fatigue of four in a row, first week of the regular season, coming in here in his first full season, uh, this seemed like maybe the natural spot to turn to Comrie. Yeah, and Comrie has done this before. He's been a backup in the league. He's known how to work in between days where he doesn't have uh, game action. So I think this is the right spot, and we'll see how things play out for Levi over the next couple of days because he'll probably play one of the next two. We just don't know what. Yeah, back-to-back on Monday and Tuesday. Sabres home for Montreal Monday in Ottawa on Tuesday. Likely, if as long as Levi's healthy, we'll see him there once. All right, Casey Middlestat live first with Paul Hamilton. Did you get rewarded there in the second attack? What it was about today was yeah, I think uh, obviously they play a little bit of a, a sit-back game, and um, you know, I've talked a lot about getting the first one in those situations, and uh, you know, we were able to do it tonight, and then I feel like it opened up a little bit from there, and then you saw you saw some Sabres hockey tonight for sure. Is that more like it though? I mean, to play well defensively and then turn that defense into offense—is that kind of what you guys have been talking about? Yeah, you know, I, I thought we just let loose tonight, and. Uh, our speed was was pretty apparent, and um, you know that's a, a real strength of our team. And um, yeah, you know we did a good job. I thought the D did, did a great job getting it up quick and um, joining the rush. And you know that's the way we want to play. So uh, it was definitely uh, fun to get in the win category. Where does excitement? But just you know, guys playing with other guys that you know they played with before and with the new lines. Is that I mean is that exciting for the guys? Does it go does it go into the win? Just having that fresh work, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, I feel like we've got a, a pretty uh, deep lineup at the same time. I think guys can kind of play play with anyone, and I feel like uh, most guys are, are comfortable doing that. Um, you know, I think that's one of the beauties of our team. Wherever you're going to play, you're going to play with good players. And, um, you know, I, I thought obviously Donnie maybe pulled the right strings, and uh, tough to give him credit sometimes, but uh, I think he pulled the right strings tonight. But you know where, like Jeff, I mean, you come down the slot, you know where Jeff's going to be, don't you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, I've hung out with him a lot, talked a lot of hockey with him. So, um, yeah, I know. I think I know where he's going to be. Talk about the performance you get from Eric. He hasn't played in 24 days a game. Comes in and has a performance like that. It's, it's kind of like in Winnipeg where he had to wait his turn, but it seems like it's, he really thrives on that and is good at it. Yeah, I mean, the thing with comms is um, – I mean, he's he's working his bag off every day. Uh, he's one of the last guys on the ice. He's taking shootouts. He's taking shots the whole day, every day. And um, you know, at the same time, I think uh, some stuff that you guys don't see in the room that he does. I mean, he comes in the locker room. He's smiling ear to ear every day. He's he's talking pretty much to the point of being annoying sometimes. Um, but no, I, he's the best. Um, He's great. One of the best guys I've ever played with, honestly. Um, such a good attitude, and um, I was extremely happy to see that for him tonight. When there's four penalties in the first ten minutes of the game, is it hard to get into a flow? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, th- I think we had a little bit of that last game as well. Um, yeah, it is difficult to get into a flow. I think um, just not being out with your line mates and you know maybe not getting t- getting touches early. But at the same time, both teams are, are going through the same thing, so. Um, yeah, just go out, keep play, control, you can control. Thank you, Casey. Casey Middlestad on the postgame. Brian, back to you. Paul Hamilton there. Casey Middlestad, two points and the first star in this one uh, for Buffalo. Speaking of goal scorers, Matias Samuelson is up next. Here he is with Paul Hamilton. Um, sometimes it seems like he is the buck on the string. and um, You see he just spins off the defender there, still has it, makes an, a nice pass. And... Um, even on the was it the first goal goes right through the middle, sets up skinny for beautiful luck. I mean, uh, the vision, awareness, uh, the ability to hold on to the puck, uh, 
It's pretty pretty special with the puck. How much do you think this team just played to its personality tonight for the first time in these five games? Yeah, I think uh, going in with the emphasis of getting pucks in that and getting pucks behind them and just playing north and you know none of the, none of the cute stuff uh, going east west and a direct game and. When everyone's on the same page with that, it's easy to work for each other, and um, yeah, we did that tonight. Matthias, when you broke for the slot, did you yell to Casey, or did he just see you coming? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. Um, I mean, he's a hell of a player, so he had his head up, saw me right away. I don't really think I had to yell very loud if I did, but um, yeah, he spun off his guy. He looked up right away, saw me. Uh, yeah. Another great penalty kill for the team tonight. What has been the ingredient for the penalty kill so far? I think just uh, going in knowing you're going to kill it, like the confidence. If you're going in like, oh, they're going to score, like how we keep this out of the net, uh, just putting yourself behind the eight ball. And, um, yeah, I think a couple of new additions. Um, you know, Greener now was there, and he's been unbelievable on the PK good, with a good stick. And uh, EJ Cliffy, too. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. When you're looking at the play where you scored the goal, I mean, did you sense the Islanders were on their heels quite a bit the way Skinner and Middlestat got the puck up the ice, and that allowed you to kind of cheat in a little more? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Mitzi drove pretty much uh, to the, the blue paint there and bring them all in and um, opens up the top for us and gives us room to make plays and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think just throughout the game, putting it behind them, making them turn had a... Uh, had something to do with it, and uh, it was a lot for them to handle. I know Robert Johnson probably has said to you guys multiple times what he said to us the other night about you have to commit to defense in this club. Just how much did that, you know, has he had an impact on you guys, just that kind of message? Yeah, huge impact. Um, I mean, he's such a good guy, first off. Um, fits in so well, and um, and then combine that with his experience and what he's been through in his career, winning and the ups and downs. And, um, you know, he's... He, he doesn't talk too much, but when he does, everyone listens. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's a lot of respect in the room. Were the defense trying to get into play a little bit more? Because not your goal, and also Rasmus comes up on Cousins' goal and gets involved and gets into the play and, and sets up Cousins for that goal. Did you guys want to try to get into the play a little bit more in this game? Um, I don't know if it was an emphasis. Um, but I, I think they, they're a little bit of a slower team, so if we give a, have a chance to beat them up the ice, uh, especially guys like Rass who are so gifted offensively, I mean, they're going to take it and uh, paid off tonight. You scored, though, aren't you? I mean, you can say you're gifted offensively too, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I cannot compare to that guy. <laughs> Two six is a different level, but, um, yeah, I don't know. They were just uh, you know, trying to be uh, get up in the play and do my part. When do you think of that, that third goal, the way Darlene jumped the pass. I mean, it was really kind of a classic play on his part. We've seen that before where he jumps the pass and really can get the puck up the ice. Yeah, I mean, good read by him. He's so smart. Um, you know, he is one step ahead the whole time. And uh, not only does he make that read and make the jump the play, but uh, good enough to enter the zone and make a nice slip play, too, to Greener for that uh, fake shot. But, um, yeah, it was a great play by Russ. Thanks, Matias. Matias Samuelson in the postgame. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Samuelson's goal ends up being the game winner, his first of the season with 37 seconds left to go in the second period. 3-1, Buffalo victorious. They improved to 2-3 and three on the season. Montreal is here on Monday. I like the personality being shown by the team. I know it's in a win tonight, but yeah. Casey Middlestad a couple of times making jokes about, you know, whether it be his teammates or himself, and even some self-deprecating humor there from Matias Samuelson as well. So I like the personality, and that is one of the things that, you know, as we look back on last year, really showed a lot of times and was one of those connecting points yeah. from the fans and the team, and you're starting to see that again tonight. Yeah, Middlestead even kind of took took a shot at Granado there about it. Yeah. Well, we, we hate to give him credit, but I guess he does for, for changing the lines up tonight. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Middlestat's a player who's been here for a while, and, you know, you see the personality come out a little bit in tonight. Uh, it was it was nice to, to see and hear uh, as, as he really was the catalyst to those first two goals. Our blue and gold locker room reports down there with Paul Hamilton. We'll still have more coming up here shortly. Brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. 3-1, Buffalo victorious. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro, 
It is Paul Hamilton down at the Sabres dressing room. We'll have more reaction coming up here in just a moment. That third goal that Samuelson was actually talking about, I think we should also talk about too. Um, Cousins deserved a goal. He was great tonight. Ton of effort. Stymied here and there. But it is Darlene that makes that play as he jumps the pass right near the red line, ends up bringing it in, and obviously the play goes on from there. Yeah, and he was another player that was active up and down the ice tonight, uh, threw a couple of the big hits along the way, and for Cousins, ends up with six shots on goal. You look at Tage Thompson, ten shots tonight. Victor Olofsson, who was a healthy scratch, had six shots tonight also. So you've got three players there. Of the 43 shots by the Sabres as a team, there's, what, 22 of your shots by three players. So trying to be active throughout the course of the night tonight. Um, Thompson was, Cousins, as you said, you just felt like uh, if he kept pressing the play that he would get a goal, not press, you know, pressing in terms of gripping the stick too hard, but continuing with that strong offensive play he had in the night, and he was rewarded. Every Sabre had a shot other than Greenway, which, you know, I'm... And for him, he he impacted <laughs> the game by his physical play that helped. He know, had an assist on yeah. that third goal, yeah. yeah. And a couple of other times, you know, with, with Tage Thompson as well, and, you know, that those are a couple of big big customers right there who, who know how to throw around uh, their weight a little bit, and... Uh, you know, the line combinations, we, we made so much about Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck last year, but really it was a night tonight with Thompson, Cousins, and Greenway. They showed a lot of a lot of chemistry, and all those lines really did. Yeah, Thompson with 10 shots and Cousins with 6. Greenway didn't have a shot. We mentioned the assist. But I think as you and I were watching this line play well tonight, Greenway is creating mm-hmm. those offensive opportunities and a little bit more space out there for those two skilled players. Yeah, so they all have their part and their role out there on the ice, and they all play it well and did so tonight. And you look up and down the different lines, even uh, you know the Jost line at times, um, you know what you're going to get out of he, Oposo, and Gergensen's uh, on that fourth line. And even they had a couple of opportunities, even Oposo and Gergensen's, who have been penalty-killing partners together for a long time. Oposo had a shot on a two-on-one, made the smart play, didn't try and pass it across the ice, and it can go back the other way. Those are little plays within the game that really added up to a victory. Yeah, those shots all added up to 43 for the Sabres, just 24 for the Islanders. Your final stats brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. Let's get your three stars in here. We, I believe we'll still hear from Eric Comrie uh, before we hear from Don Granado. So stick right here as we will have the uh, Sabres goaltender coming up. Comrie amongst the three stars. Samuelson gets the goal that ends up being the game winner. He is star number three. Comrie with the almost shutout, really a bad break as it goes off Clifton. Star number two, and Middlestat, star number one. Uh, we'll make Casey Middlestat tonight the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. And I think that shot initially by Dobson that results in the only Islander goal actually went off the skate blade of Dylan Cousins before it hit off Clifton, who tried to pull his arm in and kind of punch it away. Instead, unfortunately, yeah. I punched it right in the goal. Clifton had a goal go off of him earlier this season. Might have even been been the game on Long Island, and he was tripped on the first Islander goal in that game on Long Island. So, uh, yeah, he uh, hasn't had, in terms of just the lucky bounces, he has, it has not gone his way to start the season for sure. It has not, but, again, you, know, you took about the players who really try and, you know, in a game like tonight, didn't let it rattle them when things didn't go their way, and that's another reason why you sit here with 43 shots in a 3-1 win. We'll, uh, again, hopefully have Eric Comrie here coming up in just one moment on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Uh, Buffalo will next play Montreal here Monday to close out the homestand, which will, at this moment, is a 2-1 homestand. We know home ice pad has been something this team needs to improve upon this season. And Montreal is one of those teams you have to stay in front of. Yep. All right, here is Eric Comrie now, live with Paul. Obviously, you were ready to roll. I mean, it looked like right off the bat you, you were you were on it. You could see it, and it looked like you, you, you felt good. How, how did you feel? felt great. I mean, the guys put forth one heck of an effort tonight. That was that was a hockey game for my guys in front of me. They were absolutely phenomenal. They were sharp right from the get-go. I mean, it was fun to watch my decor work out there tonight. They were boxing guys out, blocking shots, and doing everything they could to make it easy for myself. And I mean, when, when you see guys... have lost connection there with Eric Comrie. Hopefully we can reestablish that to hear from the Sabres goaltender uh, talking about his defensive core being 
As he yeah, said, it was phenomenal. Good All right, I think we may have Comrie. Okay, let's go back. I mean, tonight, I mean, it was fun to watch. I mean, they're even even the college because they were working so hard to block that shot, and that's just that's fun to see. I mean, it's just fun to see how hard those guys are trying to get in front of pucks all, all night long. I mean, Cuzzy diving in front of that shot there in a three in a three goal game with a minute twenty left. That's that's unbelievable. I was so proud of him, and it just makes me so happy to be part of this team. I mean, it was phenomenal. I think not only that, but we got more left in the tank. I mean, we can we can score more goals than we did tonight. We had so many chances. Credit to their goalie, he was phenomenal tonight. I mean, we had a lot of chances tonight. I thought. I mean, and we're we're going to start scoring some of those chances. We can. We're we're a special team in here, and it's just fun to be a part of. And I think we can. We're moving like that. We're going to create so much and just. Uh, it, it, I mean, hopefully a lot of people come to these games because it's going to be a lot of fun because that was a lot of fun tonight. Having to wait this many games to get the start, were you feeding into any nervous energy before, or what did you do to stay calm, cool, collected? I don't think it was that many games. <laughs> I mean, we're it was over three weeks. It was over three weeks? 24 uh, days. But only three. Like, was this the fourth game in the season? <laughs> fifth game in the season? Oh, fifth game. Maybe it was a little while. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, for sure, using some nervous energy. I mean, at the end of the day, nerves are just energy. If you look at it that way, you can't really worry about, like, uh, if you're overly nervous, it doesn't matter because nerves are just energy. you got to say, I'm, I'm nervous, period, and just kind of use that and harness it and use it the best to your advantage, I think. As I've gotten older, uh, I've gotten better at that, so that's helpful. Did you guys have to stay patient? Because they did stick with it. I mean, and they finally got rewarded with some goals. But did it take some patience, did you think? 100%. We didn't get frustrated one bit. I think, if anything, we started to frustrate them because we were just – I think they thought that because we're young and we'd started, we were missing chances that maybe we would stop playing our game and like maybe cheat a little more to get some more offense because we weren't really getting rewarded. But instead, we did the opposite. We just kept with our game, kept doing what we were supposed to be doing, and I think we got rewarded for that. And it actually ended up frustrating them more than it frustrated us, which was special to see, especially with a young team. Because sometimes, as you guys know, if you don't capitalize on those chances, sometimes you start doing a little bit more. But I think tonight we stuck with our game better than, I mean, we stuck with our game as good as we've I've ever seen us stuck with our game. I mean, I think it swung right off the start when we right off the bat. We were we were going right away. I mean, it was it was just a pleasure to watch. It was it was fun. It was fun to be a part of that. I mean, they were our guys were just working as hard as they could. I mean, it was just fun to be a part of that. I mean, there's just these guys are. I can't say it enough. Like it's it's. I'm proud to be a part of this group. There's only one thing you can control, and that's how you play. Mm -hmm. Do you like the fact that? You're going to make it difficult on decisions, which is what you're here to do. I mean, not, now they have a decision to make, and whatever it is, it is. But do, do you like the fact that you're giving them a decision now? Oh, 100%. I think, uh, I mean, for myself, I just try to go out there and do my, do my best and play my game and give this team the best chance to get as many wins as we can because we deserve, we deserve that as a guy. The guys in this room deserve good goaltending because they play really hard for us, and I think I just want to repay the favor the best I can, and all three of us are very, very capable goalies and very capable of giving this team very good goaltending. So, um once again, I'm just, I mean, whatever the coach decide, they decide. I'm just going to go out there and do the best I can and work as hard as I can every single day and stick to my, stick to my process and stick to my, uh, be me as who I am as a human being. Thanks, Eric. Awesome. Eric Comrie in the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Eric Comrie there. They've changed the total on the Islander shot. So now I believe they now have 25, which gives Comrie 24 saves in the win nevertheless a win that he seemed to be very happy about that puts a wrap on our blue and gold locker report at this time we're going to say good night to all of our local affiliate stations if you want to keep listening to the post game you can go to wgr550.com or on the odyssey app and for all of you on our flagship in buffalo more post game coming up we'll have don granado when we return paul hamilton's take highlight scores from around the league update you on the standings sabers win it three to one over the islanders more of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show coming up next. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo and WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here at KeyBank Center, Sabres went 3-1. to one. Don Granato is now live. About, uh, obviously, you probably enjoyed watching that game from your team. Yeah, it's always nerve-wracking until the end, especially when you're playing that well and uh, you know you deserve to win uh, by virtue of that. Um, so many good efforts. Um, obviously, a very good response. Um, and we were able to do the work that was needed to get to our identity. And that was uh, that was as as big as the win for me. Um, you know, we we've struggled to get to our identity early in the year here, and you know, I thought we weren't we were willing to work, but we didn't work the right way. And tonight, perfect example. You can look at all three goals. Um, the first goal or the first and second goals, depending on who it was, it was J.J. Paterka standing right in the crease. The the other goal was Victor Olofsson standing right in the crease on the offensive crease, and the third goal was uh, Cousins' goal. He drove right to the crease, and the rebound was right there. So that was what we didn't have in our game the other night, and we haven't had that enough. And uh, that little detail uh, was so important for us to, to, to get to our game. Do you like the way that how persistent the group was, just sticking to it? I mean, it wasn't until the 27th shot on goal, I think, that you guys broke through, but you kept playing your game. Yeah, the persistence uh, is, I think, a credit to the entire group of – of, you know, I say and I stand up here a lot and I back our guys a lot because they're a very determined group. They care. And, um, you know, we, we bring things to their attention. They, they, they work to do it. And they knew tonight they needed to have a better game and they knew exactly how they could have a better game. And uh, they stayed on it the whole way. The, pay, the payoff didn't come till late, but they stayed on it. So uh, that's, a, that's a great indicator of the ter- determination they have. You talked this morning even about wanting more energy. Just how much do you think the new combinations kind of help give that little kick to get their energy going? Yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, it's easy to say it was a big help because the, the Thompson line was outstanding tonight. Um, and obviously Middlestead, we all saw what he did on, on the first two goals. Um, so, so yeah, we, we had familiar, I mentioned this morning, we have those lines weren't, you know, we didn't, put numbers in a blender and come up. Those lines had played together and, and helped us win down the stretch last year and and really die situations, do or die situations. And so that we were familiar with those combinations as a coach and um, as coaches, I should say. And it was nice to go back to them and see the, see the uh, immediate uh, benefit or effect. Sharp all night, just uh, in tune. Just what stood out to you watching him, I guess? Dialed in. You know that for me it was a very challenging game, much like his career. You got to be ready when you're called upon, and there's a lot of intervals where you're where you're not called upon, and that was tonight's game. You, you know he he had to make a few saves, and he made some saves that you know if you if you watch them on video, they were a lot more difficult than they may appear appeared. Uh, but he made him look easy uh, with some traffic around him, and um, you know he didn't have a ton of action, but he was steady. Obviously, Alex doesn't fight very often. Just, I mean, what does that represent to you? That there's no hesitation. That he saw what happened, almost happened with Jeff, and he just went right after him. That, that to me, obviously, uh, Tucker jumping in there and, and uh, defensive skinny, and 
seeing something you didn't like um, was awesome. It's uh, you know again it shows that our guys were very very dialed in tonight and um, not to. You know, I would imagine he'd do that any night, so I don't want to say that wouldn't be the case, but they were dialed in tonight. How did Greenway help Cousins and Thompson make the impact that they did on, with the puck? You know, we, we talk a lot about playing simple, hard, and direct, and uh, that exemplifies Jordan, and I think that Cousins played a game that in that manner today. Um, simple, hard, direct, and, and uh, you know, that's what, uh, when Greenway's on his game, that's a big guy moving in a straight line toward a net or uh, toward a, not a forecheck. So um, I think that opened up a little bit more space for for Tomer, and uh, I think uh, Cuzzy enjoyed that as well, too. You're four games in a row now without giving up a power play goal, and you're using you know, different personnel from last year. Johnson wasn't here, but just how much more confident in general do guys seem when they go out there no matter who they're using to kill? Well, you've heard me mention a lot, even last season, you know, confidence is... is is the foundation of a penalty kill. And, you know, if you don't have a good start to a season, you can lose it in second guessing. If you start second guessing yourself, it's really hard to get it back in the NHL uh, in, a, in a season. So we had lots of time to reflect on it. We added Clifton, added Eric Johnson uh, that lightened the workload. We don't have to use Deline as much there. Um, and you, you got Greenway in there. And, Thompson and Tuck have another year of experience and calm with that. So everybody's looked better to this point, and, and we'll continue to make it uh, a greater emphasis as we do practices. You know, a year ago, we had to practice on lots of different things, five on five. We were a very young team and a very ex inexperienced team, and you only have so much time to practice. And we needed to make sure our five on five game was in order. Um, you know, this year, it's a, you, you prioritize differently based on different needs and based on where you are. And we're a little bit more mature. Uh, and in our five-on-five -five game needs a little less attention. And uh, we've dedicated more to the penalty kill. Did you want to see your defense jump in a little bit more tonight? And whether it was Samuelson jumping into the slot there or Rasmus jumping in to set up Cousins? Did, did, yeah, you did they want to look for maybe we, more opportunity? We didn't, as an objective, have that. That should be an objective any night, but there was little less. There was more opportunity tonight to do that because we drove uh, this. You know, the simple uh, visual for anybody watching is the second player over the line. The guy who's the most speed on entering his own's got to drive. Got to drive the net. Got to drive and open and create space. And you'll see when passes are picked off on entry, you usually do not have a driver. And there were a couple instances tonight where we floated a pass across, but no one was driving the net, and it's, it's an easy pickoff. We had a lot of those the other night. Uh, but when you do that and drive, the defenseman's open. The next layer coming in the zone and attacking in the zone is open. And uh, so it wasn't the, uh, the, the, the tactic that we needed was driving the net second guy. So that was better. How much of a you know, star play was Darlene jumping that pass on that third goal and you know, getting it down the ice? There were so many star plays for him. The hit that he had late. I mean, he, he's it, the subtleties of defending for him. You know, we all have an appreciation for his offensive skill, but how he takes time and space away from people is incredible. Um, you know, um, he just he he's so competitive and he's so good defensively. Uh, you know, sure when when goals when goals get scored on the first guy you look at is a goalie and the second guys you look at are the defensemen but lots of times it's the forward's fault so but but he was a beast again uh, you know tonight you guys were out hit 3 to 1 obviously that doesn't translate to the final score but was there any nervousness in that on the bench did you see guys get rattled by that or were they so focused you know, on their own we we've been tabbed a lot of you know um, well we don't hit enough or we don't do this but you know look at we we out hit Calgary the other night and by the stat sheet, and did it do us any good? Um, you know, so lots of times it's nice when other teams are we, we, they're chasing hits, they're trying to get a hit. Well, they're 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 losing all their momentum, and they're committed, and they're probably committed 200 feet away from their own net, and they got no inertia going back. So, um, so some of those are fine for us. Um, you know, we absorb them and roll off them, and but uh, but it, uh, lots of times. The, the team that has more hits is the team that didn't have the puck, too. And I don't want to imply that was the case tonight, but but that's lots of times that happens. And I think it happened on our side, by the way, uh, at some games we were too sharp. Thank you.
All right, there's Sabres head coach Don Granato following the 3-1 to victory for the Buffalo Sabres. We bring it back up here to the press box. Brian Colziel with you. Uh, we've got to get back to a commercial timeout. When we come back, we'll get Paul Hamilton. We'll get you highlights. We'll get Pat's scores and your phone calls, 803-0550. Sabres win it. More Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show coming up in a moment right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. On his backhand into the slot. Look out. Shot. Deflected wide. Alex Tuck oh, didn't like go. that. Hit yeah, by yeah, Pelico. Jeff Skinner. And they're going to drop the gloves. And Alex Tuck from right to left as he starts throwing the thunder on Pelic. And Pelic tries to come back, but Tuck shakes him off. And the black and red stands tall for his teammate. You think they love Alex Tuck here? Yeah. Just listen. Alex Tuck jumping in. Jumping Pellick after he hit Skinner, who was coming through the offensive zone. That's our hit of the game. Our Clinton collision hit of the game. Clinton collision, we are there for you when you need a repair. Back here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, Brian Colziel with you. Sabres beat the Islanders 3-1. to one. We'll get highlights coming up shortly. Also, Pat's check of the scoreboard, which then, of course, we'll update you on the standings. Where are the Sabres now after their second win of the season? All that coming up here. And your phone calls are welcome at 803-0550. But first, we go down to the media room and bring Paul Hamilton back in here. Well, Paul, that Alex Tuck fight that you just heard the highlight of, that was still during the stretch when it was 0-0. I think a nice word to use tonight is persistence for the Sabres. They did not give up on their game and what their plan was, despite not scoring until late in the second before they eventually took the lead for good. Yeah, I know, I don't understand. Why would Rob Ray be excited about that play? <laughs> <laughs> I know, he cuts off Dan right away. Oh, here we go, here we go. He, he, he was ready. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, and, and Buffalo even got better. They were, they were fine before that, but they even got better after that. I mean, the, you got you to rise out of the bench and – uh, you know, the New York Islanders, I think, had it in their heads that they were going to pound on the Sabres, and the Sabres said, no, you're not. We're going to stand up to it. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what they did, and persistence is exactly why they won that game. You know, as we talked about earlier, the first 10 minutes, you couldn't get a flow into that hockey game. There were four power plays. And once that ended, I thought Buffalo started to get into somewhat of a flow at the end of the first period. And that just got better and better as the game went on until they were, as Don Granado described, playing their game. And that's exactly what Eric Johnson was talking about after the last game. And you, if you were listening to our pregame show, Brian played it again because the message was very important to hear. If you're a fan, it was something I think you needed to hear from one of the players that we're not going to win hockey games playing like that, like they did against the Calgary Flames. Um, you're not going to win hockey games giving up breakaways and four-on-twos and turning the puck over constantly. And, you know, they, they did play one really good defensive game early before this game. It was against Tampa Bay. Guess what? They won. So they've played two 
guess what? Those are their two wins. That they, you know, did, did it the way the coaching staff wants them to do it. Because if it's done right, defense turns into offense. And they were doing it all night long. And when Comrie had to make a big save, he did. And he, had to, he was forced into some big saves. Not a lot. But he had to make some big saves early to keep that game at 0-0. And you feel bad for him that he didn't get a shutout. As Pat said, it was a double deflection, you know, right at the end of the hockey game. And otherwise, he would have shut the New York Islanders out for two straight games. But to be ready 20, 24 days in between games. And I think it's very telling, as you heard him on the post game, he didn't even know what we were talking about because he doesn't look at it that way. He's not sitting there all last week going, I haven't played since the 28th of September. Are you kidding me? It's been three weeks. Are you kidding me? That's not the way he operates. He understands what his role is, a backup, and he embraces it, and he gets himself ready. So when Don Granado says, you're in the net, he's ready to go and get into the net, even though it had been 24 games or 24 days since he had played in the game in Pittsburgh. Uh, That was his last preseason appearance. I know it's easy to say, Paul, in a win when things are going well, but I feel like with whether it was Comrie or even Casey Middlestat was the one who stuck out to me, the personality of these players, something that really has helped them connect with this fan base, really to me was something that stood out from our end without being able to see the players uh, while you're interviewing them. But that was just something to me that stood out tonight as Middlestat cracked a couple of jokes and even you know took a, a funny shot at his head coach for the, the, the lines and everything like that. But I thought that was a really, uh, you know, something that we saw a lot last year and it carrying over in a win tonight. Well, it shouldn't surprise anybody that in the first three games, who was the best line? The one that was centered by Casey Middlestat with Greenway and with Benson. And then here you go again in this. Now Casey Middlestat is centering Skinner and Tuck. And guess who the best line is? That one. And I thought, not that the others were bad. I thought Thompson. I thought Olison had a nice bounce back. I liked Olison's game after sitting and coming back. Uh, Don Granato talked about him being right at the crease area uh, for one of those goals. And that's where he needs to be. He doesn't spend enough time there. And he had some opportunities in this game. And I liked, I liked his game. He was around the net. He was competing along the wall. You know, it was it was contagious for everybody there. So, um, but you know, Casey Middlestad, it just seems like wherever he is in the lineup, he helps elevate the guys he's on the ice with. And you know, people don't give him enough credit for 44 assists last year. He never had more than 20 in his career, and to be able to do that and play the way he is, and what, one of the reasons was it was the first time he played 82 games and didn't get hurt. You know, he could play and get himself into a groove and uh, was really one of the catalysts that helped them get into that playoff run at the end of the year. Paul Hamilton with us here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, 3-1, Sabres victorious over the Islanders. Paul, I, I think, though, I, I just want to bring up just one more point when you say about committing to play defense and that storyline that we talked about a lot in pregame. The Sabres had 43 shots. It's their high for the season, and, you know, by my rough count, had the most chances they've had of the seasons to score. So committing to defense doesn't mean that it has to be a snooze fest, nor does it have to mean that you're not going to get chances to score because tonight there were plentiful amount, and Varlamov was good at times. But, um, you know, I guess the point being that you don't have to take away from one just because you want to focus on the other. No, and that's the thing that sometimes I think for us is frustrating for fans. Why can't you do that more? Because when you do it, you can see how well it works. When you play the way Granado is asking you to play in the coaching staff and they do it right, like they did against Tampa Bay, like they did in this game against the New York Islanders, they can see how it does work and how they are going to get offensive chances uh, by, by shutting it down and limiting opportunities and not giving the puck away and not giving up numerous on, odd man rushes. I mean, you're going to give up a few. You're not going to be perfect every game, but if you keep it to a minimum, what has Kevin Adams said all summer? If they are better with the puck, better defensively, and stop giving it away, their goaltending is automatically going to be better. And those were two well-goaltended games that they won when they played well defensively. They made the big saves when they had to. Comrie did it in this game, and 
you, you mentioned Varlamov. This without Varlamov playing as well as he did, this would have been six seven nothing, or to one. I guess they scored a goal right at the end, but he he really stood on his head a couple of times. And Portage Thompson, he had a wide open net, and he put it over the top, and he broke his stick over his knee. He was so upset with himself. You know, he would have liked to have gotten that goal, but you know the Sabers had plenty and plenty and plenty of opportunities, and it wasn't for Varlamov. They easily could have had six on that on the board. All right, Paul, so Eric Comrie plays great in this game. His second star gets the second star, and you obviously mentioned how he's been good after a long layoff. Likely he won't get a long layoff this time. The Sabres have back-to-back games coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Did tonight really solidify that we'll see him again at least in one of those two games? Well, in my opinion, he was the best goalie of the three in, in, in preseason to me. Uh, you know, he, he won the job, and he won the opportunity to be, be in this game, you know, to be the next guy up. I, I think he uh, played very well in Pittsburgh in the, in the game that he played where he played the full game, and I think he earned that opportunity. And now the, he's making them make a decision. Is he going to play Monday against the Montreal Canadiens? Or if Levi plays that game, is he going to play Tuesday against the Ottawa Senators? You know, does he get the game? Because it's possible they were thinking, okay, Comrie gets this game, and then Levi gets one or the other. We don't know about the injury, if he's going to be able to go uh, on on Monday or not. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, maybe the plan was, all right, Levi plays one of those games, and Lukanen plays one of those games, and now you've gotten everybody into a game. You know, both Comrie and Lukanen would have gotten into a game. But in my opinion, I think if that was the plan, I think Eric Comrie absolutely would have changed that plan because, you know, I I think he has earned the right and deserves the right to get the next game with the way he played. Yep. All right, well, we shall see. Monday we'll be back here at KeyBank Center for the Montreal Canadiens 7 o'clock puck drop to close out the four-game homestand. And uh, Paul will finish with this homestand that we know we said could be maybe a springboard to a piece of what would be probably a season goal, at least if I'm making a list, is that the Sabres have to have a winning record at home to make the playoffs. If you win Monday, this is a 3 and one homestand, and I would definitely then label that a success. Yeah, I mean, you, you beat Tampa Bay in, in overtime. You've got your second win here. Uh, you would have liked to have beaten Calgary, as, as Don Granado said in the postgame that night, if you remember. He goes, we almost got away with it. You know, Calgary score, Buffalo would score. Calgary, Buffalo. I mean, they kept coming back until the fourth goal. They couldn't get the fourth goal. They made they got the third one to make it 3-3, but they couldn't get the fourth one to make it 4-4. And if we're all being honest, Calgary was the better team that night, but Buffalo almost did get away with it and at least got one, could have gotten one point out of it. Um, but, you know, you want, we'd like to be greedy and gotten a couple of points out of that game. Now you play very well against the Islanders, but now you have to carry that into Monday against the Montreal Canadiens. And if you play that way against the Montreal Canadiens or, or the Ottawa Senators, Ottawa lost to the Detroit Red Wings at home this afternoon. But I think if the more the Sabres play that way, I think they're going to win a lot of hockey games if they do. Paul, great stuff tonight as always. We appreciate it. I'll see you here Monday night for Montreal. I'll be here. See you then. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Sabres win it 3-1. to one. Eric Comrie's 24 saves leading the way in goal. Middlestat, the number one star, he had two assists. Jeff Skinner had a goal and an assist as Buffalo outshot the Islanders 43-24. to 24. All right, before we get Pat's scores, we're going to get some highlights in now from this one and we'll start back of the first period teams exchanging power play opportunities an early monster save from eric comrie greenway and kyle pozo kyle races to the bench sabers get some fresh legs on the kill here's a chance in front what a save by comrie oh my he came up to challenge and he won that duel that save right there on Brock Nelson on the doorstep early in the first. That kept the score scoreless, and we'll call that our save of the game tonight. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Nothing-nothing after one. It still remained nothing-nothing late into the second before 
we finally get our first goal. Some great moves through the middle for middle stat, and he sets up Skinner to put Buffalo on the board first. There's a shot that beats Varlamov, and the Sabres get the first one of the game. Jeff Skinner gets her started in the black and red in this new season. With just 3.24 to go with the second, Skinner's second of the year. Middlestat sets him up one to nothing. Buffalo in the final minute of the second. Sabres adding to their total as Skinner doing some good work. Eventually, Middlestat finds Samuelson back at the point. Down the right side, Pellick's got him lined up. Skinner squeaks by. Here's Casey Middlestat driving to the net. Can't quite center it yet. Now he does. Shot scores! Matias Samuelson found the lane and drives it home. 2-0 Buffalo. Samuelson's first from Middlestad and Skinner. A 2-0 Buffalo lead right there. Great entry work by Skinner. And then Middlestad doing some beautiful work to set up Samuelson. 2-0 Sabres. That's your game winner. We're calling that our play of the game tonight. The NOCO play of the game brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier of the Buffalo Sabres. 2-0 going to the third. Buffalo giving themselves some real nice breathing room here. Darlene bringing it in. Eventually, Cousins fires it home. Here's Darlene trying to get to the net. They score. Dylan Cousins sticks with it. And put it in the back of the net. What a rush by Darlene. And Dylan Cousins has been working hard all night. And the workhorse from Whitehorse finally gets it. It's 3 nothing. Yeah, Cousins deserving a goal on this game. He had some great looks early. Second of the season there, 240 into the third from Darlene and Greenway. 3-0 Buffalo, the only blemish of the night. Noah Dobson scoring with under two minutes to play, costing the shutout for Eric Comrie as it deflects twice and goes in. All it really changes, though, is the final score as Buffalo wins it by a score of 3-2-1. Your drive home from the game as you listen to the postgame show brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. 3-1 Sabres will let you know where they are in the Atlantic Division standings after their win tonight in just a moment, but let's see how the rest of the league did. We go to Pat Malacaro for Around the NHL. Thanks, Brian. It's once again brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. As we take a look at the game still going in the league, they've started the third period in Chicago where the Golden Knights lead the Blackhawks 3-2. Jonathan Marchessault, his third goal of the season for Vegas, while Connor Bedard that's his second for Chicago in that contest. Also 3-1 is the score for the Blues leading the Penguins midway through the third period. Nashville shutting out San Jose 4-0. Also early in the third, now midway through. Stars with a 3-2 lead over Philadelphia, getting a goal in the second period to untie the score. Also 3-3, 9.45 left in the third in Minnesota between the Wild and the Blue Jackets. Boone Jenner already up to four goals on the year with one of the three for Columbus in that contest. Second period for the 4-0 Avalanche hosting the Hurricanes, 2-1. The Avalanche are in front. Ryan Johansson scoring his second of the year, first in front of the home crowd for the Avalanche tonight. Early stages of the first period, Darnell Nurse gets the first goal of the game for the Oilers. They lead the Jets 1-0 three minutes in tonight. Also, just underway, no score between the Kraken and the Rangers. Just about to drop the puck in L.A. between the Kings and the Bruins. Boston opening up the season 3-0 behind David Pasternak, who has four goals and an assist to begin the year as well. Paul mentioned it just a couple of minutes ago. The Red Wings were winners over the Senators today. Detroit 5-2 as Billy Husso made 35 saves in the winning effort. Coyotes 2-1 winners over the Ducks, while the Canadiens needed overtime to get past Washington as the Capitals scored twice in the third period to set it to the extra frame. Also, extra time for the Maple Leafs and Lightning. Tampa Bay coming away with the win 4-3. to three, or Excuse me, Toronto comes away with the win over Tampa Bay 4-3. to three, And the Canucks 5-3 winners over the Panthers. To baseball, they move to the bottom of the seventh inning in Game 5 of the National League Championship Series. The Phillies with a 6-1 lead, now bottom of the eighth. Phillies with that 6-1 lead over Arizona on the verge of a 3-2 series lead with an off day tomorrow heading back to the city of brotherly love on Monday night to college football where UB uses a 24-6 victory over Kent State today to get to 3-1 in MAC conference play and a 3-5 record overall. And taking a look at some of the top 25 college football action right now, number 16, Duke trails fourth-ranked Florida State 24-20. Blue Devils have the ball 
just underway in the fourth quarter. Also, LSU, number 19 in the country, steamrolling Army right now, 61-0, late stages of the fourth. While Utah and USC, big matchup of the Pac-12 tonight, going to the fourth quarter. The Utes up 28-17, USC with a field goal late in the third quarter. Also, number five, Washington, just about to kick off with Arizona State. Earlier today, it was number three, Ohio State, getting past seventh-ranked Penn State, 20-12, while number six, Oklahoma, 31-29 winners over UCF. Ninth-ranked Oregon gets past Washington State as well, 38-24. Big-time SEC matchup as well, Brian, as number 11, Alabama, a two-touchdown winner over 17th-ranked Tennessee, 34-20. That game was close for most of it, and then Bama pulled away down the stretch. USC losing again, I see, too. Caleb Williams facing another decent team, right? Yeah. Yeah, Utah's up early here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 4-0 in the Pac-12, but the loss to Notre Dame and a tough defense their last game out. So it's uh, interesting in the Pac-12 this year where Washington, Michael Penix Jr., solidifying himself in the Heisman Trophy conversation with that big win over Oregon last week. Yeah, really. And the Pac-12 really playing their last season as as a league. What we know yeah. as a league. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen after everybody's leaving. Okay, Pat, thank you very much for those scores. Of course. We will get your calls and tweets when we return here. But before we go to break, let's get you your injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, officially on the injury report for the Sabres, Matt Savoy and Jack Quinn are listed, but Don Granato did say uh, part of the reason of Devin Levi and Zach Benson being scratches tonight was due to general soreness. He said they could have played uh, had they needed to, but uh, a part of the reason maybe just take a break, take a breather, and uh, also get themselves a little bit more fresher for what will be a four-game week coming up for the Sabres next week. They play Monday against Montreal, then Tuesday in Ottawa, Friday in New Jersey, and then Sunday back here for an afternoon game with Colorado. Tonight, though, the Sabres win 3-1 to one over the New York Islanders. When we come back, we'll read some tweets at Brian WGR if you want to get your thoughts in uh, on Twitter, and also you can give us a call 803-0550. It's the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Sabres victorious 3-1. to one. More from KeyBank Center coming up. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Back at KeyBank Center, the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show following a 3-1 Buffalo victory. Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro with you. Before we preview the Montreal game, let's get a couple of tweets in. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. All right, let's uh, start by looking at uh, some of the response here from the fans. Let's start with Nick here who says, Preach team defense, got it for the majority of the game tonight. Comrie made some big games. Seems like when he has to, looks like it's going to be Levi and Comrie here for the moment. Yeah, and I think this is the right combination. I thought Eric Comrie earned the right to uh, get that first chance as the backup goaltender, and um, he certainly showed that he is up to the task, and he didn't even realize how many days it had been since his last appearance. So it seems like he's one of those guys, headstrong, that doesn't matter how long it takes him to get that next start, he's he's able to work in between those appearances to keep himself in game shape. Patrick says, by far the best game they've played, this looked like the real team that we have, too. I think we mentioned it for 60 minutes. This was definitely their best effort. Uh, There were some good moments in these other games, but um, the Tampa game, even though they won that game, there were some moments there where you're like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, what's happening here? Or they're letting them hang around. We talked this game, there really wasn't more than like, you know, a shift where you'd sit there and say, well, you know, the Islanders feel like maybe they're they're getting something going here. Like I thought the Sabres were excellent for virtually 60 minutes. No one's going to play perfect there. You know, it's 60 minutes of hockey. They're human beings, but this is pretty close. And I think also something that you and Paul had touched on that you and I haven't really talked much about, but they didn't back down either. This is an Islanders team. You've got guys like Clutterbuck out there who like to grind it out and really wear you down. Peyton Krebs gives up a lot of ground to someone like that. And late in that second period, 
he went toe to toe with them and was ready, you know, for whatever came came his way. And I think that's so important. You see it in Greenway, and you see it in Thompson. You've seen a lot of players. Alex Tuck standing up for his teammate uh, after a questionable hit, uh, and and really making sure that Pellick answered for it. And that is something that, again, this Sabres team. If you want to talk about what fans are looking for, it's that that intensity and not backing down. That really is another aspect that I think uh, can't be overlooked on a night where you tape you play an Islanders team that that's their game. Yep. One more tweet. Peter says, does Comrie get the start against Montreal? That's Monday. That's the first of the back, uh, back-to-back. If you're asking me, I go to my starter, and I, I want to know if Devin Levi, if he's still dealing with whatever he's been, that lower body, that just day-to-day, if he's still feeling a little bit of it, then I would go to Comrie. If he's not, I would go to Levi and then go Comrie the next day. That's To me, that's that's the, the play as the starting number one goalie. You see if he's ready because he's had a couple of days now, and uh, I think that's that's how I would play it at least. Yeah. I don't think there's a, a necessarily a wrong answer here. Comrie, play, Comrie played well enough to come back mm-hmm. with him. Um, the only variable that maybe I might think about, does either goaltender react either – better or worse, for the quick turnaround. We know that Craig Anderson, being older, liked his morning routine of being ready before a night in which he was going to be the starter. And we know that they'll play Monday here, then they'll fly to Montreal, they'll get in late, I'm sorry, to Ottawa, and then they're going to have a 645 game. I know it's not a huge time change there, but just just you know, just a little thing to throw them off there. Is, is one of the two maybe want you know a more normal routine going into the game. If if maybe Don Granado senses that that it's important to one or the other, then maybe that could make the decision. But uh, I I think either one of those guys plays one, and then the other plays the other. And you're right, yeah. I mean, it, w- whichever plays, there there is no wrong answer there. Uh, it's just a matter of how you want to go about it and in what you think. May, yeah, maybe the sports science plays into it more in in this day and age of um, what goalie maybe thinks that they will have more of a normal day. Um, and, and I think, you know, that is the only question is which is the combination of the two do you see Monday and Tuesday? Yeah, and I think Paul said it too. The variable coming into what was this setup on the calendar with these back-to-backs with Comrie playing tonight, if tonight just went whatever, so-so for Comrie, then we also could have entered UPL into the discussion yes. that, hey, this maybe he get one of these games. But I think Comrie played so well – the goal against was virtually, you know, just a total fluke. He, he essentially had a shutout tonight. Um, I think that not giving him another game here in one of these next two, I think, actually is more of the wrong move than maybe putting Luke in it in. I would agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think you've got your two goalies now, and you know, whatever uh, the Sabers decide, whether it's to keep Uko Pekka Luke in around because he's a, an extra insurance policy, so to speak, and he's still developing as a goalie. Okay. Um, you know, maybe not the way I do it, but okay, I understand it. But I think you've got your two goalies now, and in until Comrie, whether it be you know just poor play in goal or uh, you know injuries happen throughout the course of a season, uh, whether he needs a couple of games, then he's the main backup to Devin Levi. Yep. Our Serve Pro first response from the fans, brought to you of course by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy. They respond first and faster to any size disaster. Again, you can send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR on Twitter. We appreciate the fans with your reactions there. All right, Pat, before we go here, let's talk about the next opponent. Montreal will be here Monday night. Canadians, as you said earlier, on the scoreboard won in overtime. They are a point ahead of the Sabres right now. They are 2-1-1, one, one, five points uh, with that win tonight. Sabres 2-3 uh, with four so a uh, a chance to move ahead of them, you know. It's at some point the goal is to pass as many teams as possible. Uh, for even though it's earlier in the season, all these do still count the same. Yeah, and Montreal is one of those teams that you know they're probably a couple of years away uh, from from really you know being in that conversation. But I think that the Sabers look, you've got to start stacking wins, and it's another home game and a, a chance to again erase the narrative uh, that you you don't play well enough at home because of your record last year. So getting another victory and taking, what, three out of four on this homestand would be very important. Yeah, and Monday we know just what is going to happen ahead of time. It's going to be probably because it is a Monday night. 
it's maybe not going to be packed, or if it will be packed, it may be filled with quite a bit of Canadian fans. So um, it, it will be one of those nights at the arena where we're sitting here saying, oh, geez, there's a lot of Montreal fans here. Where are all the same? Like, it's Monday. It's a Monday night. It's kind of sometimes sets up this way, and this you know maybe no reflection of the current state of the team. Yeah, you know that when Montreal is here, and especially when Toronto is in this building, uh, it's usually a pro visiting team crowd. So um, it's nothing new. So we've seen that for the opening game of the season here in, in the in the past couple of years in recent memory, where uh, it's a lot of red and blue in the stands, and that's just how it is. Crowd tonight at KeyBank Center, sixteen thousand one seventy nine. They so. were into it. Yeah, it was a good atmosphere in here for sure. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Brian. Three one the final. Sabres will look to go three and one on the homestand with the Canadians on Monday night. That's when we will speak with you next. For many of you listening on these same stations, don't forget Bills coverage starts tomorrow morning, seven AM, as Buffalo is in New England to take on the Patriots. We'll have the play by play, of course, coming up just after one o'clock uh, along many of these same stations. All right, from all of us here at KeyBank Center, we're going to put a wrap here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Big thanks to Evan Pasquale, our network producer, back in our Amherst studios here at KeyBank Center. Tom Maddie was our engineer. Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Colziel, Paul Hamilton all in on this for sure. Thank you very much, guys. Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, our play-by-play announcers. And me, Brian Colziel, thank you for listening. Final score, again, Sabres 3, Islanders 1. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Bills game tomorrow, and we will speak Monday night here from downtown Buffalo, Montreal and Buffalo, coming at you right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Thank you.